We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. James Seltzer, with me as always, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the Cowboys fan. You follow him on Twitter at Statsman22, Mr. Paul Bruno. Paul, how are you, sir? You forgot to say Jason Witten, the president of Jason Witten's yes, fan club. Yes, yes, I should and have he, said. He factored into that key victory, if you'll remember. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I really, what I should say is potential Jason Witten stalker is probably more appropriate, right? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, as an Eagles fan who passionately hates all Cowboys, I will admit it's hard to hate Jason Witten. That dude does it right. So uh, I'll hate everyone else, though, Paul. <laughs> all right, let's let's uh, let's jump in before Paul has too much of a chance to gloat anymore because I don't know if I can handle it. My, my fragile Eagles battered psyche can't take it. So let's talk fantasy instead because that makes me a lot happier right now. We got a, a big week here, week nine, more than halfway through the season, which is crazy to think about, Paul. So... Let's jump in and look at some of these tight ends here. Uh, uh, Gronk is obviously on by this week, so we don't have that clear cut, you know, overpriced number one, though. Greg Olson at 7,500 is a, a, a fair amount at 800, more than Jimmy Graham. But why don't we take the four guys who are, who are clearly priced above everyone else with the, the only guys above the 6,000 threshold, starting with Delaney Walker at 6,400. Then we got Kelsey, 66. Graham 67 and then the jump up to Olsen at 75. Are you spending up for any of these four guys? I'll make the case for two of them. Uh, right Ooh, at the top like of the board, it. 
Greg Olson is averaging 13.7 FanDuel points per week. He's got a very good matchup against the LA Rams, as I highlighted in yesterday's show, a middling defense. And this guy's by far the most productive tight end on the board. So I'll just take a, a flyer on him in a couple of uh, games that I'll set up and hope that he delivers big as he should. Then uh, down below him, uh, I see at $6,600, the Bachelor is loving life on the field as well as off. Travis Kelsey, mm -hmm. averaging 10.4 points per week. He gets the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's coming off his best game of the season with seven catches and 10 targets for 101 yards and a TD versus New Orleans last week. I could see a similar line for him this weekend. So those are the two picks that I like a least up for. Yeah, I like both those guys as well. Uh, obviously, I think Nick Foles being in at quarterback could help Kelsey uh, just because he's uh, I don't think he's as good a quarterback as Alex Smith, but I think he looks to throw the ball down the field a little bit more, uh, which, you know, Kelsey has such a mismatch on those linebackers when he really has a chance to separate. So uh, I think that is a, a potential nice situation for him. But uh, actually my favorite of, of the, the four at the top here is the uh, the cheapest one there and Delaney Walker at 6,400. San Diego defense is so bad and so beat up and so depleted. Uh, and, and Walker has, has been uh, underperformed this season, but I think it's been a, a, a thing of circumstance as much as anything and has had uh, eight targets uh, two of the last three weeks. He scored a touchdown last week, uh, or two weeks ago, 75 yards. He's starting to get it going, and uh, Mariota looks the best he's looked uh, in a while. So I think for 6400 Walker usually priced slightly above that. I think that could be a bit of a value this week. Paul, why don't we take a look here as we, uh, we go from – uh, this 5,000 range can get pretty big here, so why don't we cut it off at uh, that 5,500. Let's even go down to 5,400 threshold and, and go from Cameron Bright all the way up to 5,800 in Kobe Fleener. Well, there's one injury note uh, in that range that needs to be pointed out. That's Dwayne Allen. It looks like he's going to miss this week's uh, uh, tilt, so I, I'm leaning on the other uh, tight end in their formation there in this this week's matchup uh, but in this range I like Julius Thomas of Jacksonville a lot he's at priced at 5600 bucks and he's been seeing at least a lot of consistency in his targets at least five throws coming in his way in all but one of the last six weeks and, he, and he's been successful in the as a red zone target in each of the last two games scoring touchdowns so I'll strike while the iron is hot there and then going down a little bit to uh, Jack Doyle I think I like him in uh, in in the instance where Allen is down. Uh, I like Doyle against the Packers. We've talked about them uh, joining the ranks of teams that have uh, secondaries that I think you and I would have success running a few pass routes against. And he should be the primary target in in their offense as as far as the interim uh, passing game goes. Paul, I would love to see you run a route against these guys. I think you would kill them. And they, I don't even think they could touch you. You just catch, disappear, and they're, they're wondering what the hell happened. I love it. I was a tight end back in the day. Too, As so. was I. I was a tight end and then a lineman. So I was cool. always all over that uh, offensive <laughs> formation. Um, yeah, you, you said what I was going to say. It's perfect. Jack Doyle especially. I think he, uh, you know, assuming Allen is out like it looks like he is going to, um, I, I think Doyle's the clear play here in this range. It, it, uh, pretty much a lock in my mind. I do like Bree as well. It's a nice matchup, and he has been involved. But um, Doyle uh, has been involved even when Allen's been there, and, and Luck uh, has really looked for him, it seems, in recent weeks. So uh, with Allen out, I, I think that's a, a lock no-brainer no play for me. Paul, why don't we uh, 
Why don't we go? Uh, oh gosh, look at that! Look at look at who's the next name on the list when we take fifty two hundred <laughs> on the load. That guy, Drum roll. that guy. All right, let's look at it. Fifty two hundred and below, and and I'll just get it out of the way. I, I think Jason went in a great play against Cleveland because Cleveland, you could pretty much play anyone again. Matt Forte looked good again against Cleveland, so uh, I'm with you. But uh, make your case and and fifty two hundred down to the bottom here. Who else are the true values in tight end this week? Well, JW wasn't very busy last week against JW. Your I love it. Yeah, he, he, we're on a first initial basis, him and I. That's how Best close we are. friends. <laughs> That's it, man. And, uh, you know, he reached a milestone. I think he set a record for most consecutive games played by a Cowboy. And uh, I think he reached a 200-game mark in that in that way. So kudos to him for that achievement. How can you not like him again in this matchup? This is a winless Browns team that's as bad as their record. They're in for a serious beatdown, I think do believe and i expect the cowboy offense to be a little more fluid they had some trouble with your guys for about half of the game last week uh, and almost let it go at the end uh, but but they bounced back and i expect them to take this take advantage of this mismatch and get a get a few of the kinks out and spread the ball around a little more and uh, witten will be a factor there but uh, besides him i like the guy on the other side of the, the field and that's this, this one gary barnage is a guy who's emerged as maybe the second option to uh, to prior in their offense and he uh, may find uh, success against the depleted dallas secondary that i highlighted in yesterday's show yeah, uh, I, I will. I will say I don't think Cleveland is quite as bad as their zero and eight record. They're bad, but I don't think they're zero and eight bad. They've been in a lot of those games and, and you know almost beat the Jets and and you know had a huge lead at the half against Baltimore. But I agree, they're they're very 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 bad. And for fantasy purposes, I will say they're probably as bad as their record because they do make everyone look awesome. Uh, one other name that I would add in here uh, at five thousand. Uh, is Kyle Rudolph. Detroit has been atrocious against tight ends this season. Rudolph really looks to be Bradford's favorite uh, target this season, has been the main beneficiary of Bradford passes so far in Minnesota. So uh, I think Rudolph, uh, with the mismatch uh, matchup and, and obviously Bradford's love of uh, checking down to him, I think that is a, a great, great play at 5,000 this week. All right, Paul. Before we uh, we really make some money for people and tell everyone what defenses they need to be playing, let me remind everyone, fantasy football fans, that football is in full swing, and that means that FanDuel's in full swing. And this year, it is better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel, it's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans, and they believe you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stand up the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar of their games for just a dollar, there's 50-50 contests where the top half win cash, and then you can even settle the score with a friend in a brand, FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams, plus new, new features ensure a fair and level playing field. FanDuel really is, I mean, honestly, I don't know what I would have done if I did not have FanDuel last week when the Eagles blew that game to the Cowboys in just an <laughs> awful, horrible, depressing, terrible fashion. If I had not had my FanDuel teams to prop me up and make me happy, uh, I, I, who knows what could have happened. It would have been a bad scene. So, so FanDuel, thank you for saving me from that. It, it really is the best. You can have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun that fantasy football has to offer. At FanDuel, you get to be sports rich. Plus, we have a special offer for new users. You can get a free six-month subscription with RotoWire to a RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. You just go to FanDuel.com slash RW. And not only do you get the free subscription, 
but you get to spend the ten dollars on FanDuel. It's like a, it's the insanely great deal. I can't even believe it. it's like ten free dollars to play with plus RotoWire. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why they're offering it, but they are. So take advantage. It's over forty dollars in value for just ten bucks. Go to FanDuel.com/slash/rw. Paul, let's uh, let's let's do the most important part of the week here and, and talk defenses, right? Uh, Hold on one <laughs> sec. I got two more value plays that I wanted to talk about a tight end. Oh, I, look I, at I, this, Paul. Late breaking news. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I want to throw two more names at you because I, I wanted to get into the bargain basement and see what you think of these two picks. But, but at the $4,500 level, I've got uh, Austin Hooper of the, the Falcons. He started for Jacob Tammy. He's starting for Jacob Tammy this week, it looks like. He caught all five of his targets in the last game and definitely gets to start this week against the nor- uh, ahead of the normal number one uh, tight end. So that could be a good value play down in the bargain bin. And right beside him, Lance Hendricks of the Rams, uh, who's averaged 6.1 points per week uh, this season. He's coming off a bye, bye week, but look what he did in terms of catches and targets the week before. Seven catches out of nine targets and 55 yards against the Giants. That that adds up to a tidy game, and he's facing the 30th-ranked Seattle pass defense this week. So just wanted to throw those names into the into the discussion, see what you think. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think for value plays like that, you can't really beat guys who are going to have a, a involvement in the game and are that cheap. So, so Paul, I like both those plays. And, of course, uh, if, if the injuries give Hooper a chance to, to start again, I, I think that's a, a terrific, terrific play. So uh, if Tammy's out, I, I think that's a, a really, really no-brainer type of play. Paul, why don't we uh, – n- now we can get into the defense. Do you have any more tight ends? Are we good? No, I need to talk about Jacob, Jason. <laughs> I, I bet you could, Paul. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk defenses here. We've got four defenses, five thousand and above. We don't usually have quite that many, especially in a week with so many buys. Which of these defenses stands out to you? Are you paying up for any of them? Well, I've been down on the Carolina team for a while, but I think this could be a week that where I'll pay up to, to take them on as my defense for fifty-two hundred bucks against that L.A. Rams uh, offense that uh, can kind of be a bust uh, most weeks. So I like that matchup. Uh, I think the Panthers' D-line is back in their lane, and they'll make life miserable for this week offense. Then dropping down two more spots, I like the Denver Broncos. Everybody knows that this team is is, uh, relying on their defense to be still one of the dominant teams in the AFC. This is perhaps the most dominant group in, in the league uh, along the front lines. And it faces an offense that leans on their passing game. That means they might be pinning their ears back and going after the quarterback big time in this game. Yeah, no, Paul, I think I, I could certainly see that. I, I certainly, uh, I don't know if I would spend up for these guys, but those are the two that I would consider uh, at least. To, I mean, the Panthers, I think, is the, is a, a nice call against that terrible L.A. Rams D. That's the one that I, I look at as well. Um, so, Again, I think that I personally am probably looking below here with some of these values, but uh, I do like that call out, Paul. If, if you are going below, let's go 4,900 down to 4,500 here. Uh, are, are there any teams in here that, that you might consider over them? Well, I, I like two of them, and one's going to surprise you. Seattle, first of all, against the Buffalo Bills. I think Seattle's defense takes advantage of a depleted Bills offense that's really suffering at the skill positions, particularly among the wideouts. So I think they'll be picking over a carcass in that game. And then I like your Eagles against oh! the Giants. Believe it or not, I'm going to show some love to you. I've been oh! hard on you this week, so I'm going to show some love here. This is going to be a, a low-scoring defensive battle, and uh, I think the Eagles might even come up with a defensive score in this one. So I like them at 4600 bucks. Wow. I actually like that call, too, just when you consider the uh, 
how effective they've been on special teams and, and uh, right. the fact that the Giants offense really hasn't gotten going and Eli has been prone to mistakes. That's actually probably uh, one of my favorites of the group here, but I agree. I think that's Seattle D against that atrocious, beat-up, depleted Buffalo offense, especially potentially without McCoy, uh, is a great play, Paul. So that's probably my favorite one in that range. Paul, let's uh, let's look at the real values here. 4,500 down to the bottom at 4,000. Excuse me, 4,400 down to the bottom at 4,000. A fair amount of teams in here, and, and it looks like there could be a couple plays uh, who could surprise people. Are, are there any in your mind where that's going to happen? Yeah, I'm going to give you three of them in this one. And uh, I think I got a surprise or two in this bunch, too, uh, for you. The Jets against Miami. The Jets' D is an interesting play against a turnover-prone offense. I'm counting on the fact that Miami just doesn't do a good job of protecting the ball week in, week out, it seems. And uh, the Jets may be in line to capitalize on that, despite the fact that they're one of the poorest scoring teams in FanDuel play this year. Then I'm going to go to the other side of that. Uh, I'm going to take back some of the love and go back to the other side of that yeah. Giants-Eagles game. I'm going to sit back and love as these defenses beat the hell out of the offenses on both sides of the ball. And uh, that's why I expect the Giants to do uh, some damage as well on the defensive side for $4,300. This is going to be a leaky game and an interesting test for uh, Carson Wentz. I was talking to you before we went to air yesterday. I was a little concerned that I saw a little bit of a lack of mobility in his game. And, and that could be a problem against a team that, that rushes uh, the defense like the Giants like to do from time to time. So it'll be interesting to see how the Rook handles it, and I'll be uh, curious to see what the outcome is there. Then finally, the Buffalo Bills, they're going to go as far as their defense will take them the rest of the year, I think, and that might not be so far too, too many weeks, but Seattle's offense is in disarray, James, in my opinion, and the Bills' defense could be a factor if they force the Seahawks into a pass-leaning attack. That's uh, what I'm looking for there yeah no buffalo uh you know averaging 9.5 points in Fanduel uh per week and and down at 4200 i think that's a just on the the strength of that defense alone i think you gotta consider that i disagree with the giants i don't you know rushing the passer i'm not they don't really rush they, they get pressure but only uh nine sacks i think on the season so i think that'll be okay but uh of course that could just be my homerism Coming in, uh, but I, I think the Bills are a really nice play here. I, there are a couple defenses that I, I think, you know, in situations where uh, I need to fit one in, I could, but I don't feel super confident about. But uh, I'll give you two home run, two potential home run plays here. Uh, one at I, also 4,200. Uh, we saw what that Minnesota offensive line looks like on Monday night and against the Eagles. And it's so bad without yeah. those two tackles. So I think just based on sack potential alone, uh, you have to, to consider strongly Detroit at 4,200 this week. Uh, Zeke Lanz, I mean, they have guys who can get to the quarterback, Kerry Hyder. So I, I think that could be a, a, a just on sacks alone a, a worth the 4,200 price. Um, and then, uh, you know, that Tennessee defense, I know it's not a great matchup in San Diego, but – they just keep playing well, and they're not necessarily, uh, you know, they're not, they haven't really, uh, they're not flashy, it seems, but they seem to get the job done. And San Diego obviously has shown the propensity for mistakes, turnovers, quite a few of them. So at 4,200, I think I consider that as well, but I, excuse me, 4,100, but I do like Detroit slightly better. Paul, any final thoughts before we end this, uh, this tight end defense preview here? No, I'm good. 
I think I think you, you took a beating over the last couple of days, so I'm not going to say too much more about that football game. Let's look forward and see what we got on the slate this weekend. I, as I said, I'm looking forward to your team and the Giants hooking up in a battle that I will enjoy from the sideline, and I hope to be on the sideline in, in Cleveland watching my Cowboys walk all over the, the Browns. But I, I shouldn't go off like this because I hearken back to the first time I ever saw this team play. James, many years ago, the Cowboys went into Buffalo, and they lost 14-3, a game that Tom Landry said was the worst game in their history. That was, that was my first game seeing them live. First play was an off-tackle run by Greg Bell. He went 87 yards, and that wow, was the game. Wow, Greg scored. Bell. That's a throwback. Yeah. I love it. Look at that, Paul. So, so maybe uh, – why? I think you should go. Definitely go. Definitely go. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully the uh, Eagles can take advantage of the Giants. We will see, but uh, – Either way, this has uh, been a lot of fun, and, and this way you can go out and win money with FanDuel and not worry about your team disappointing you like mine has me. All right, uh, that's going to do it. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Statsman22. Thank you to Mr. Paul Bruno. I am James Seltzer. Paul and I will be back next week uh, together, and Paul will be back with you tomorrow on Friday with the uh, the weekly breakdown and the lineups, uh, definitely a great podcast with him and Johnny McKechnie. So enjoy that as well. But again, for Paul Bruno, I am James Seltzer. This has been the tight ends and defenses edition of the week nine preview of the Rotowire BFS podcast. <laughs>